Hi, everybody. It's John Dickerson. Welcome or welcome back to the Connection Point podcast. At the end of this episode, I'd encourage you to take a moment and check out cp.news on your web browser. Connection Point is a church that is fully online, and you can follow Jesus one day at a time from anywhere in the world with us. Well, I pray this message inspires you and challenges you today to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. There you go. There you go. I think we should just let him continue to preach because he was on a roll there. And uh, super thankful for, for them and for all of you that are just on this journey together processing where God's at work and what he's inviting you into. Uh, it's going to look different for each of us in some regards. And then know that in other regards, we're like all on the same team in the same general direction we're headed to just build God's kingdom, to love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, to take the good news of Jesus to people who uh, don't know him and uh, be really, really winsome witnesses to all the areas that God invites us into. And so thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for those of you that are joining in online. We're thankful to have you a part of, uh, of our time here today. Uh, we're kind of in the middle of a series right now called Experiencing God, and what we're trying to do for a few weeks coming around the Word of God is just to get better at discerning the will of God and then putting into practice the will of God. It's not always easy to figure out what God's desires for us are, what his will is for not just our individual lives, but his will in general much less than to say, yes, Lord, uh, I've heard you speak, and now I'm going to go do what you have called me to do. And so we're just trying to uh, train our ears to his voice better and better. Um, we know that he likes to do this out of relationship. You know, God's at work everywhere. He's at work all over the place, some places that you're aware of and others that you're not. And uh, he's invited you and I to join him in his work, he starts with a relationship with me and you. And once we're in a relationship with him, then he kind of tunes our heart and our ears in to what he's up to, makes an invitation for us to join him. And at some point, he's going to get really clear and God's going to speak. And that's what I want to talk about today is how God speaks to you. How do you know that he's spoken to you, that it's really him? I'm convinced that there are three words, three words that when they start a sentence are some of the most powerful three words to start a sentence. They're some of the most important three words to start a sentence. They're, they're really special words if three, these three words start a sentence. But I also believe that these three words, when they start a sentence, can be incredibly dangerous words to start a sentence. Here are the three words. God told me. You start a sentence with that. God told me. And then you complete the sentence. I got to tell you, I am leaned in. My ears, my mind, my heart is fully attuned to what is going to follow 
the words that come after God told me. Because if you came up to me and you said, God told me, and then you start to rattle on what he told you, I'm gonna assume that that's the case. And if that is the case, I'm gonna be really excited. Because if God told you to do something, he spoke to you, he revealed his will. Maybe you've been making some inquiries, you've been asking for some direction, you've been asking for some help, you've been asking for the plan, you've actually asked and then he's spoken. Maybe you haven't asked, maybe he spoke up anyway and and broke through uh, all the noise in your life and he spoke to you. And you came and you said, God told me, Blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna be super excited because whatever God speaks to you, he's gonna be faithful to complete it. Now what he speaks to you, what he calls you into isn't always easy. Sometimes it's actually really hard, challenging, scary stuff. It's often stuff way bigger than you, which is often why it's scary and, and overwhelming. But he's gonna give you what you need. If he speaks it, then he's gonna carry it on. He's gonna do a phenomenal work in you if he has in fact told you that. And then I'm also hoping and praying that you'll be obedient to it. Because if he's spoken and you know you've got confidence that God has told you, my goodness, then we better say, yes, Lord. That better be our response. Many of you have spoken those words, God told me, and then you went on to relay what you felt like God told you. And then maybe it's been long enough where you've been able to look back and and see the moments where, yeah, he told me that years ago, and then look at now, it's all kind of come to completion. But we've also probably been on the receiving end where someone has used those words to start a sentence, God told me, and then what they laid out afterwards God had not told them. They had like indigestion or something. <laughs> they, they were off. They hadn't got enough sleep. Or maybe it was a real selfish desire. And as the ultimate trump card, they just labeled God told me onto what follows next because how do you argue with that? And it's a real abuse of God speaking to me and you when people use that. But it's difficult to tell. When somebody comes up and says, God told me, my first inclination is real excitement, real intrigue. But then I always find myself kind of going, would you tell me how God told you? I just want to know, like really, because I want to get better at hearing the voice. And then I want to get better at obeying the voice. So my inclination is come to ask, like, that's fantastic. How, how did he tell you? Could I ask? And I believe that there is a pretty sure way that we can know that it's God when he's speaking. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. We don't have to just go around guessing, reading the tea leaves, wondering if it was just us. I believe there is a way for us to have a, a strong sense of confidence that yes, in fact, it was God that spoke and this is what he's asked in clarity of, of me to do. You know, years ago, there was that Jim Carrey movie, uh, Bruce Almighty. 
And if you haven't seen it, no worries, but um, at the beginning of the movie, Jim Carrey's character um, is in kind of a tough situation, a rough spot in life, the wheels have come off, and he's really wrestling at this moment in life. And it doesn't appear that he's ever really had any sort of relationship with God at all, but now he's willing to give it a chance. He wants to seek God's will and he wants to hear God's voice and direction. And uh, so he cries out, which by the way, that's how most of us operate, right? Like we often most want to hear the voice of God, the will of God, the speaking of God when we need help. When life's going great, we tend to kind of tune the voice out a little bit, but when we need help, then we'll call out, well, Jim Carrey's character, he's needing the help, and so he is looking for some direction, he's looking for a sign, and uh, reaches out for prayer, he grabs onto these prayer beads, if you're not real familiar, and uh, asks God for help, and look at what happens. Take a quick look. Okay, God, you want me to talk to you? Talk back, tell me what's going on. What should I do? Give me a signal. I need your guidance, Lord. Please send me a sign. Oh, what's this Joker doing now? Okay. All right. I'll try it your way. All right. Lord, I need a miracle. Desperate. I need your help, Lord. Please reach into my life. Uh, what the? Hurry up. I got you. a little bit of a smile there, but if we're honest, we've probably had a moment similar to that. That Maybe you've had many of those moments where um, you've wondered if God should be fired because he hasn't done what you've been asking him to do. Uh, he's fallen asleep, or maybe it's been such a prolonged period of radio silence that you 
you think, yeah, he's unfit for the job. The trouble is, God's speaking. He's speaking all the time. But if we don't know how to listen, and we don't know where to listen, then there's a high likelihood that we'll miss the voice of God. We'll also come to think things that are untrue about him. The methodology of God speaking has changed throughout history. If you read from Genesis to Revelation and the thousands of years that this book, the Bible, covers, God speaks in a variety of means and manners, and they change over the course of time. But that he speaks is the constant. Our God is a God who speaks. He's a God who has revealed everything that we need to know, that we should know. He's already provided what we need to be equipped to have our questions answered, to figure out what we should be up to and what we shouldn't be up to. God has already spoken. And if you look throughout the word, what you'll find over and over again is this. It can be summarized this way. When God spoke, people knew it was him. And they knew what he was asking them to do. Now, wouldn't it be nice that we could be in the same spot? Wouldn't it be nice if we could know that it was actually God that was speaking and not the bad Chinese food burping up from the night before or whatever? Wouldn't it be nice if there was some clarity about, yes, this is what God has in, in store and this is what he's asking me to do? Well, I, I think we can have that. But, but it kind of comes over time where we develop this ability to really hear God speaking to us. I, I've been candid over the last year plus with you that the, the last several years before we moved to Indiana were a challenge. It was a roller coaster. And there were so many elements to our journey over the last few years, the stuff in our family, the, the periods of relative silence I felt from God, uh, opposite times where I'd open his word and there was too much, more that I could even process and handle at any given time. There was times of deep peace from the spirit of God and then times of deep uh, angst and I don't know if I'm in the right spot or what we're doing. There were times of grief. There were times of hardship. There were times of great joy and great opportunity. And so I was really looking for the voice of God and God's direction and God's help, but it became very difficult to figure out with all these different pieces and elements what in the world was going on. At least for me, what ended up happening, maybe this resonates with some of you, is that my tendency during all of that where I was wanting to know the will of God, I wanted, I wanted him to speak to me, I tended to be more interested in God speaking to me about the what in my life rather than the how. Now, here's, here's what I mean. Um, most of us, when we, we're inquiring of God, wanting him to speak, most of us start with the what. Uh, God what person should I date? God, what person should I marry? God, 
what job should I take? God, what's the timing on me leaving to go to Avon to help with that team over there? What, what, God, what, what should I buy? It's a lot of the what. It's very specific. It's this moment where we're like, okay, God, what, what, what do you want me to do, this one or that one? When probably the question we should be asking first is, is more of a how question. God, how in the middle of this relationship could I glorify you? How could I be edifying to the people around me? God, um, how could I think in a way that's more honoring of you? God, how could I bear more fruit, the kind of fruit that you want in my life? See, those are, those are how questions. And can't you see how if God's at work, isn't he at work in all of these how sorts of things? Isn't God at work in, in how we might glorify him better, how we might bear fruit? It's not that he doesn't care about the what, God has spoken some about the what, but he's spoken volumes about how. He's already spoken volumes to me and you about how. And this is where it comes down to some of the challenge. When it comes to discerning the will of God, a lot of us would like the bullseye. This job or that job. This person or that person. Leave now, leave later. By this, by that one. When probably God's more concerned and already spoken and revealed his will on how we go about the relationship, how we go about our work situation, how we enter something, how we exit something, God's spoken volumes about the how already. For me, here's what's been helpful. When I'm making inquiries of God and I'm seeking his will and wanting him to speak to me, I've started to gain more confidence that it is actually God has spoken to me when three things get aligned. I find more confidence that yes, in fact, this is God speaking to me when these three things line up. First, the word the Bible. God has given us everything that we need for life and godliness right here in these pages. The living word of God. And so I wanna process my thoughts, my desires, my options, my opportunities, my decisions. Is this your will, God? Now speak to me through this. I've got to do that. You've got to do that. But then I love it when I have found something in the word that seems to align with my decision, my circumstance, whether it's what I wanted or not, doesn't really matter. It's just God guiding me through his word. When that lines up with how Jesus operates, that adds another layer of confidence for me because now I've got some real pointed detail from the word of God matched with 
kind of the ethic and persona of Jesus. Could I picture Jesus in this situation? If Jesus were in the situation, in the relationship, at the job, gonna leave, gonna stay, I wonder how he would operate. And it adds even more color and help for me. If the word of God lines up with, I think Jesus would be about this, ooh, that's even more confidence now that this is God speaking to me. And then that third layer, how the spirit works, the Holy Spirit. Now, I grew up in a context where the, the, the church context I grew up in, like in high school, was very healthy, very solid, but the Holy Spirit was kind of the redneck stepchild of the Trinity. We didn't really know what to do with him. He's kind of weird, kind of scary. Don't, don't lean too much into him. And it left me with a real longing to get to know the Spirit, because it turns out the Spirit is inside me and you. Jesus himself actually said that it's better that he goes away because the Spirit can then reside in each of us that are children of God. The Spirit is the one that's speaking to you, comforting you, guiding you, directing you, advocating for you, helping for you, and bearing fruit in your life. So we better get to understand how the Spirit works. So now if the Word and Jesus and the Spirit of God all align in this particular area that I'm consulting him on, and then he's spoken, I go, wow, I've got confidence that that's him. I think that's really, really important for me and you. I start to ask the first question then. Does this align with the word of God? Let's double back. Does this align with the word, with the Bible? In 2 Timothy, it tells us that all scripture is God-breathed. You wanna know that it's God speaking? I mean, the, the word right there tells us, hey, God breathed this out, and it's useful, it says. It's useful for all these areas in life that you and I are often asking for help in. So God's breathed it out for a youthful pur useful purpose, and then Hebrews uh, chapter four says that this is also living and active. This isn't dead, and it's not silent. It's living, it's active. That's why I believe that God is still speaking today because he's still alive in his word. His word is living and active. Have you ever read a passage? You know, maybe you read a passage like 10 years ago, and you're like, wow, that was pretty amazing. How did God know I needed that? And then you go back to the same passage like five years later, and you, I don't remember this at all. I, I didn't get this last time I read it. Now, it's not that the meaning changes, it's that God knows at this particular moment what you need, the direction you need, the correction that you need. And because his word is living and active, every time you come back to it, he's still ministering, he's still speaking to you. And he has spoken, we're gonna camp here a little bit longer than the others, but he's speaking so much in his word, I just don't want us to, to miss that. Because he often speaks to the how and not so much the what, it's important for us to see how that relates. Because if he's, he's already spoken about how we should operate in all these different circumstances, then that funnels down to the very specific. 
situations that we find ourselves in. Because it's hard, right? Because you, if you're wrestling with, should I take this job at this company or that job at that company? It's hard to open up the Bible and find a specific verse that says, no, go to Lily, don't go to whatever. Oh, should I be um, a, a construction worker or should I be a teacher? Well, it's hard to go open up the Bible and find a specific verse about that. But there are some umbrella verses. That's, that's what I like to call them, umbrella verses. Like an umbrella provides covering uh, for you. All the superstitious people, I just opened an umbrella indoors. <laughs> You're freaking out right now. You need to get over it because it's not in the Bible. So, um, <laughs> but the umbrella, it provides a covering. It provides shelter. It also covers some territory here broader than me. And there are some verses that provide a great deal of covering. They cover all the bases while they might not address a specific what, they are so broad in their coverage that you can find your answer for the specific what in the broader umbrella that it covers. And I'd like to share four of those passages with you. Maybe you commit these to memory. Maybe you just go back and study them a little bit more. Maybe you, you, you jot these down and post them up somewhere that you could see. Here's, here's the first umbrella verse. Colossians chapter three, verse 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, that covers a lot of territory, right? In word or deed. And if you kept reading through chapter three, you'll find him echo a similar statement just a paragraph or two later, where he says, whatever you do, work at it as if serving the Lord, not just people. Work at it with all your heart. That's one of my favorite umbrella verses because it covers a lot of territory about how we are to conduct ourselves in day-to-day -day life. So, should I uh, take this job or should I take that job? I don't care, but if you take this job, do it with all your heart as if serving the Lord not just people. And if you take this job, do it to glorify him in his name, not just your name. And it's not that he doesn't care about the job, he has just spoken so much more broadly and clearly about his will in whatever job we have or any conversation we're having, we're called to do it in a way that glorifies God. So now you double back. I've got an opportunity. Is this gonna allow me to glorify God? Can I glorify God here? Can I work at it with all my heart and picture like I'm serving the Lord and not just these people? Awesome. Go. It's God's will. He's already spoken. Another umbrella verse. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. 
Here's the umbrella verse. Flee the evil desires of youth. And then pursue righteousness and these other phenomenal things. Flee. Paul's instructing his protege Timothy here. Flee. Flee covers a lot of bases, if we're honest. Flee would have saved me a lot in my past if I had heard God speak that word and then obeyed. Flee. Most of us don't like to flee. Most of us like to see how close we can get to the fire without getting burnt. See how close to the edge we can get without falling off. That's not flee, is it? So, uh, can I, considering last time what happened with her when we were alone, can I go hang out with her alone again? You can. Is it wise? Is it God's will for you? Flee, young man, young woman. Mm. No, I, I don't think I can. It's different when you flee. Flee covers a lot of bases. Can I uh, log in when nobody else is around, you know, to that site and check it out all alone? Is that fleeing? No. See, God's already spoken even into a minute situation that nobody is asking God for input at that particular moment, but he's already spoken. Another umbrella verse, Philippians chapter four, this is a great one. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about such things. Can I watch that and still think about such things? Hmm, you know what, I can. My temptation area, my capacity for stuff, it doesn't derail me, I'm fine. Okay, then God's spoken, you're good. But if, can I watch that, can I listen to that? Can I doom scroll through that and still think about such things? Mm, No, then don't do it. God has spoken. He's already revealed his will to you. Here's another umbrella verse. Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. We've got whatever you do. We've got flee. We, we have this opportunity to now, with our thoughts, honor God. And then even with our words. Whatever you do, in this opportunity, in word and deed. Don't speak unwholesome junk and only speak what is helpful for building each other up. That covers some ground, right? There's a lot of any and onlys in there, isn't there? So can I open my mouth right now and still be edifying. If, it's, if the answer is no, shut your mouth. God's spoken to you already. 
if you were seeking his will in that particular moment? Can I start the gossip train right now about him? Can I pass on that info about her and still be speaking something that's only useful for building somebody else up? Probably not, I'm gonna shut my mouth. I'm not gonna let unwholesome stuff come out. I just want to stand under the covering of what God has spoken to me. Because once you're under the covering, you're in his will. And you can have confidence that he's spoken, you've heard, and now you're gonna be protected. God's gonna honor that. So does whatever opportunities before you, moments before you, decisions before you, does it align with God's word? Second, does this align with what you know of Jesus? We'll go quick. You know, Jesus, Jesus is our example. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, hey, follow my example as I follow the example of who? Christ. John, the words of Jesus there in John 10 were, hey, I am the shepherd, my people are my sheep, and my sheep know my voice, and they follow me. See, Jesus is important in this equation because what you know about the ethic of Jesus and the heart of Jesus and the way of Jesus, the manner of Jesus is really key. And it's key that it aligns with the word of God because it brings a little bit more color to it. Lest you and I have the right words but then speak them out in the wrong manner, a manner that Jesus would not use. Because a lot of times we, we, get, we get handed some loaded ammo here with the truth and then we go communicate it in a manner that Jesus would never have communicated it in. And they know us now by the trail of dead that we have been left behind with our tongue that is just wrecking people with the truth, forgetting that Jesus came full of grace and truth. It's always both and. And so now, if I've got a moment, a conversation I've gotta have, and I've got the right word, I better also come with the heart and the gentleness and the tenderness of Jesus. Otherwise, I don't know if I'd have the confidence that I should proceed, because I've only got part of the equation. You know, Jesus is the source of what, but he's also the example of how. And we've got a whole lot of what going on here, but I love looking at Jesus and how he operated for, how would this look? How would Jesus roll in this moment? What would he actually do here? And then lastly, to bring that confidence, is this God speaking? Ask the question, does this align with the edifying, truthful, fruitful work of the Holy Spirit? Those words in yellow there are part of the job description of the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells us that 
The Spirit of God is our advocate, he's our helper. And he is equipping us with all these spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 14 says that however these gifts pan out, they're always meant to edify the body. They're always meant to build up. There's something called the unity of the spirit. A huge part of the job description of the spirit of God is to bring unity, not division. This is helpful. First Thessalonians says that there's gonna be prophecies and the word of God that is spoken and we shouldn't despise that. But it also says, test it, because not everybody that says God told me is legit. So test it. But Galatians 5 says we're to, to live by the Spirit and then display the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That's the fruit that's supposed to come out of our lives. And so if the word of God and the ethic and manner of Jesus all line up with how the spirit of God operates, and I believe God's spoken and it passes those filters, I've got confidence. I've got confidence. It is. Now, okay, does this opportunity allow me to model Jesus better? Or does it take me away from Jesus? If it's model Jesus, you're under the covering. He's spoken, go. If it is an opportunity to edify yourself, strengthen yourself in the faith, or edify or build up somebody else, well, that's the spirit of God's job. He's always gonna be about building some. You don't have to ask. He's spoken already, go. If, if it's speaking some truth in love, go. If you're finding yourself having to lie or buying into lies, the Spirit of God is not into that. That's not the Spirit of God. Is this opportunity allowing you to bear more fruit of all that good type of fruit that is listed in Galatians 5? If the answer is yes, then go. It's the will of God. He's spoken already. Go bear much fruit. God's already spoken into so many of these things. But it's often in the how. And that's why, honestly, when God speaks, I feel like it's really freeing now. Because I'm not, I know he has sometimes a better and a best. The specifics of things do matter with the will of God. But more often, I'm in the sweet spot when I'm, I'm tuned into the how. See, like, who you marry, that's important. But how you choose, how you choose to glorify God in your marriage, that's more important. What you buy, that's important but how you use what you've bought to bless other people, that's more important. When you leave a job, a place, a relationship, when you leave, that's important. 
but how you leave in a manner that is not divisive and still unifying in some way, that's more important. Where you work, that's important. But how you work as if serving the Lord, not just people, with all your heart, that's way more important. And God's already spoken into all that stuff. He's spoken into it. The Spirit will confirm this in you. He's spoken into it through Jesus. He's spoken into it directly in his word. So let's not mistake the sure voice of God wandering around for the mysterious. He will speak mysterious ways at times, but there's a whole bunch of other things that he's already been very clear on that let's make sure we're tuned into that first and foremost and get to the mysterious later. We'll get there, you guys. It's been a long journey for me. I know it's been a long journey for many of you. Some of you are just starting this journey. What a great place to be starting. God's speaking, and you can be confident that he has spoken. But at the beginning, it's, it's a faith step. Even when you feel like it's spoke, he's spoken, it's still taking that step. I'm a big Indiana Jones fan, huge. Raiders of the Lost Ark, my favorite movie. The third one, The Last Crusade, where Sean Connery was his dad, uh, at the end of that movie, there's the scene where he's got to cross that chasm, Indy's got to cross the chasm, and there's a, there's a bridge that he can't quite see. It looks like this. And he's got to take this step of faith. And for us, when we're first starting to respond to the voice of God, it can feel like that. It's like, uh, it's a little bit fuzzy. I hope this is what you wanted me to do. But then you just take the step. You keep turning your ear to his voice and take the step. And eventually it won't be so fuzzy. Eventually it'll be a little bit more like this where you'll still have a narrow path to walk. There's an adventure to it. It may not be easy, but you have the confidence and the clarity that it was God that spoke and not just selfish motivation or desire, that it was God that spoke and that he had a specific plan that was clear to you. And then you just took the step, one after the other. When we get there, when we hear God speak and we're confident in it, then we've gotta make some adjustments to our life to obey what he's spoken. And we'll talk about those adjustments next weekend. So gracious Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you that you have spoken all we need for life and godliness. Thank you, thank you, thank you that you're patient with us. Thank you that when we've tuned you out or turned you down or had a misstep, your grace is enough. Thank you that uh, you continue to speak and continue to reveal what you've got for us. Lord, would you just continue to turn our ears to your voice? I pray for those that maybe need a good season of just growing in the understanding of your word and 
how Jesus operates and how the Spirit works so that they can better discern when it is that you're speaking. I thank you for every single person that's here and every single person that's online and your heart for them and your desire for them to be in relationship with you and then be a part of this great kingdom work. You are our shepherd. Keep training our ears to your voice when you speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, church. Well, if today's episode encouraged you or helped you in any way, we would invite you to keep following Jesus with us. We send out a daily video text devotional. You can receive that and you can learn how to gather with us online or in person for our weekend services. All of that is available over at cp.news. That's the letter C, the letter P.news on your phone or desktop or tablet browser. Thanks again for joining us and please join me again next week for the Connection Point Podcast.